started a podcast. We started a podcast. We should have named the podcast We Started a Podcast. <laughs> like we bought a zoo. <laughs> we started a podcast. We started a po- We started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the We Started a Podcast part is going to be the intro. (laughs) I'm Kevin. Start, try that again, Kevin. I am Kevin. I'm Kevin. I am Kevin. (laughs) All that, I know she's going to say all that is saying. I'm I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it in. And I'm Rachel. (laughs) And this is Shelf Life. A podcast brought to you by a brother-sister team that is definitely ordering four onion rings. But also, (laughs) this podcast is a compendium of culture in which we are going through all things that can be placed on your shelf. That includes movies, books, TV, video games, comics, I don't know, anything else that that we can consider, (laughs) podcasts themselves, anything that we can put on your digital or literal shelf and determine whether or not those items have shelf life if they are worthy of having a place on your shelf and this episode we are continuing our journey into springfield by continuing maybe maybe we'll get it done if that damn music doesn't come back to haunt me again <laughs> i love that music but it's, it's like still damn music pulling you back. <laughs> uh, maybe this will be the conclusion of the first season of our favorite television program, The Simpsons. And we have gotten through the first eight episodes of The Simpsons in prior episodes of Shelf Life. Please go back to listen to those because they are very informative for you fans of The Simpsons. And we haven't given a conclusion yet about any of the actual season, the DVD box set, because as of now, as of this recording, there are only two ways to get it, and one way is the DVD, and the other way is to have Disney+. Plus. You never know what Disney could do with those episodes, so you may want to have it on hand. Obviously, you can buy it. I think you can buy it digitally, too. But I would imagine. So, where are we at in our journey through Springfield? We are on episode 9, which is the Emmy Award-winning episode of the season. Is it Life? Really? Yes, yes. Life on the end. Not only is it the Emmy Awarding, it is one of the highest rated Simpsons episodes ever. You're kidding. Well, there, there might be a reason for that. So this is Life on the Fast Lane from March 18th, 1990. An episode written by John Swartzwelder and directed by David Silverman. Two gentlemen that we have talked about a few times before this. This came out on March 18th. The previous episode, the Telltale Head episode, was almost a month prior, three weeks prior. So I think the distance between the episodes probably got people kind of to a boil of wanting to get another Simpsons episode, getting a new episode. Mm-hmm. So that that might have been like the reason for the the high rating. Could be. I I feel like this is definitely the Emmy episode because of the fact that like it's 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 heady material. We're talking adult situations here. It really is definitely a, an adult situation in this one. <laughs> yeah. The it's, last uh, one it's... was about, like, a kid doing something mischievous. Now it's going to be an adult doing something mischievous. Well, or thinking about it, yeah, this is this is interesting territory. I mean, they do this a couple times. They do this with Homer. But the first time, this is Marge's turn. What's the plot of Life on the Fast Lane, Rachel, in your own words? In my own words? Yes. Marge? In your, well, who, who else's words would they be? I, I don't know. I'll, I could do somebody else's voice. Um, but <laughs> in my own voice, in my own words, Life on the Fast Lane is about Marge taking up bowling and meeting someone that helps her with this, but also treats her better or differently, I suppose, than Homer does. And I think that intrigues her. And that's really kind of what this, this whole thing is about. Yeah, it's a temptation story. Oh, it's definitely bit. a temptation story. Mm. <laughs> it's a chance for Marge to get a little more character and Homer to have to understand that there's consequences for being kind of a brutish 
husband. Um, I, I, this I, is I, either either direction in these things always makes me feel like, Ugh. you know, Homer doing something skeevy and then Marge doing something skeevy. Either way, it's like, Ugh. well, especially because like Bart and Lisa are more are equal. Homer and Marge are more like, you know, they're the adults. Like they were the adults when we were kids. Right, they're like the you, parents. Like, yeah, to see them doing shady shit is weird. Yeah, and that always made me go, Ugh, eh. I didn't like it. No. <laughs> I guess like so, I, seeing people do shady shit on anything though always makes me go like, Ugh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, our, your heroes, your heroes That's doing true. shady shit. Yeah. This episode uh, again won the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Animated Program. It was originally supposed to be called Bjorn to Be Wild which is a bad title, but the reason for the reason that it was going to be called that was because Jock was originally oh, written to be a S- Swedish character. Interesting. And I don't know, I don't know if this is an old trope or something, but the idea is like uh, the Swedish tennis instructor, and I don't know if that's like Is that like a uh, thing? I don't know if that's a thing or I don't know if that's more like a thing of that would be the person that would try to sleep with the housewives like oh, well, yeah, i don't I get see it that like, like, like the the rich housewives they they yeah. be like the tennis instructor type of person like but i think a lot of the times the trope is that the foreign instructor of some sort is always like the the one the women fall for type of thing Definitely. well i don't remember what i mean i guess because i'm thinking to the seinfeld tennis episode where the tables are turned a little bit so, like, I do wonder if, like, that used to be, like, some sort of trope. But Milos oh, yes, and his Milos. wife are not Swedish <laughs> in that episode. Well, I don't know what they are technically supposed to be. I have no idea. But I do wonder if that was a trope. But I, th- I think it is. I think it is kind of one. I bet in, like, sitcoms and things like that, it's usually the, the rich woman is being seduced by the pool boy is being seduced by the tennis yeah, the instructor. Yeah, the tennis instructor. Oh, she's yeah, got a tennis lesson today. Oh, we all know what that means. So yeah, I think I should have like became that. a tennis instructor. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would think it's more like in Caddyshack, which, add, to, add that to the list, but where it's like... <laughs> all the, it's all it's the old it's like women in like their 50s and 60s oh yeah it'd be the, <laughs> it would be the, the cougar if you will yeah if if you will if, if you will caddyshack but, but <laughs> she's gotta literally write it down yes oh my god it's like a notebook at this point so yeah maybe that is the trope i don't know but then you get Albert Brooks coming back in the show. So his first appearance was in Call of the Simpsons as Bob the RV salesman. Now he comes in as Jacques, the Wait, is bowling this... instructor. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, same guy. And <laughs> it was written to be Swedish, but he decided in the room to do French. Yep. And it was Albert Brooks. He's going to do what he wants to do. He's going to do, <laughs> you know, 40 minutes of improv. And they were like, no, it's too funny. Leave it in. It's French. So they changed the title to Life on the Fast Lane. So no no indication that it's a French guy, but they just right. were like, well, it can't be Bjorn to be wild. Like, that doesn't make sense. Are you ready to get into Life on the Fast Lane, the Emmy Award winning episode of the season? <laughs> yes, let's find out why it's an Emmy Award winner. <laughs> <laughs> So the episode opens with no opening credits again. There's no chalkboard gag to speak of and no couch gag. Because we don't have time, damn it. We have serious adult situations to talk about. It's so weird, though, that they don't have the gag. It is weird when they don't have the gag, but, like, it clearly is just, it's cut for time. They, right. They've got too much script. I imagine, and we've t- and uh, see previous episode for us discussing John Swartzwelder, but... I imagine that his scripts came in long mm. and then the writer's room probably made them longer. Oh, so like yeah. cutting the stuff out was probably difficult, difficult to do. Because this that. is the second John Swartzwelder episode that doesn't have the titles. It clearly is probably a, um, it's a theme. It's a real theme. Well, yeah, that's true. So the, the first one was Bart the General and the runtime for that was 22 minutes and 38 seconds. So now Life on the Fast Lane now is 23 minutes and 6 seconds. Oh shit, so, so it's even longer. No, 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 no. 
What did I say? Oh, yeah, so it said is. twenty two thirty eight. So, oh, wait, no. So then that one was shorter. Oh, I have no idea. But that means that this one's even longer. So, of course, they don't have. <laughs> oh, the yeah, yeah, that's sequence. true. Yeah, tw- well, uh, it's not even longer because a lot of them are 23, se- three, 23 minutes, period. So if that's oh, really? 22 seconds, 22 minutes, never mind. I guess I was, I'm was i completely mistaken. And one the fuck plus up two. Delete everything plus I just one, said. Plus one. Plus one. Well, no, I mean, it kind of goes back to like, so it, I don't know why this, but this one clearly was longer, but who knows? Like maybe there was something going on that they needed to have less time or there was more ads or they just thought something. But anyway, the show starts with, it's Marge's birthday, and Lisa and Bart are making breakfast for her. I don't remember if Maggie's also making breakfast with them. I think it's just Bart and Lisa, but they're making breakfast in bed for Marge. Rachel, did we ever make breakfast in bed for mom or dad? I think we did. I, f- I feel like I remember making breakfast for either like a Mother's Day or Father's Day long time ago, <laughs> like when we were I mean, really it... little. But I think half the time it was like more so... We didn't know what they wanted to eat, so it was better if they actually woke up and like, all made <laughs> And then made it themselves, and then made us a version of it. Yeah, there you go. It just seems like, it seems like a thing where I, you know, I, I can't say I haven't had a meal in bed, but breakfast in bed, like, unless you got, like, a bowl of cereal, like, it feels like it would get icky. Because, yeah, like, you'd, you'd a lot of breakfast foods are sticky or... They have a tray for Marge here. They mm-hmm. definitely do. I'm surprised they didn't mess it up, but they make her a, about a thousand pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> she, She's eating more pancakes than the per- pervert in Devil's Advocate. Hog Beast. Yeah, that's right, the Hog Beast. <laughs> Add that to the list. A thousand pancakes like Keanu Reeves, and I knew you were doing the Hog <laughs> Beast. <laughs> Oh my god, how long is that episode going to be when we have to do the Devil's Advocate that movie is hours and hours long? <laughs> I think it just feels incredibly long. Oh, it is. Um, but, they... <laughs> I mean, that is well-tread ground, but we have to talk about it still. Oh, we have to talk about it. So anyway, the Bart gets... <laughs> <laughs> damn it. (laughs) Bart gets his tongue stuck in the beater because he's trying to lick the batter. And that is definitely like, well, it's dangerous. That was a fun part of being a kid, though. Like I would, I I don't make a lot of baked goods living living by myself, but licking the batter, I'd do that still if I ever made me baked goods. When I bake, I still do that. Absolutely. The the animation here is very David Silverman-y because it's got, he's like, Lisa, my tongue is stuck. And like, yeah. his like tongue is like sticking like out and he's got like a weird and... head and mm-hmm. yeah. And they walk in the room and then, and then you definitely get the David Silverman mouth because it's like, they, it's like their jaws are unhinged because they shout happy birthday and surprise Marge with her breakfast in bed mm-hmm. and Homer being a, Homer is an idiot in this episode, oh, but he's idiot. he's very he's very much a jerk. Oh yeah, too. Yeah, um, like he's a big jerk like lately in these, and it's just like I don't remember him being this big of a jerk with the episodes <laughs> where he has to be a jerk. It's like oh boy, yeah, overdone. Yeah, like... <laughs> well, and yeah, when he has to be a jerk, he's really a jerk, and mm-hmm. he clearly has forgot. He thinks that it's his birthday. He thinks he's forgotten his own birthday. Apparently. I guess could be a thing, but like, oh, it's my birthday. Whoa. Like, <laughs> so this is definitely the first time that we get the, I love this sound effect and it's done several times over the years. It's the first time that it happens, but it happens in the future where you get someone quickly running downstairs quickly jumping in the car, oh, and then you hear the, the car kick off. All right. What'd you get her, Dad? Yeah, what'd you get? Uh, oh, a very thoughtful gift. But it's a surprise. <sighs> you know, it's such a beautiful morning. I think I'll take a little stroll around the block. I think he forgot, Mom. Because yes. they're like, what did you get, Mom? And he's like, oh, I've got something. I am not I don't want to spoil the surprise. And then he, like, runs off. Yep. <laughs> we do find out what Marge and... What Marge? What Lisa and Bart got Marge. Lisa made a macaroni drawing of Marge that is very, very elaborate. Oh, it's very uh, elaborate. It's very good. Of course, Lisa's artistic side showing through. And Bart got some really cheap gigantic bottle of perfume oh my god it's like a giant jug (laughs) 
So what does Homer decide to get? Well, he's going by each store in the mall. Right. And he goes by the bowling store, which I guess is a thing. And why not? it's a sports store, maybe. No, I think it is a bowling store, though, isn't it? I think it's specifically a bowling store. Interesting. And we get Homer getting an idea by, oh, looking at the bowling balls. (laughs) So Patty and Selma call Marsha to say happy birthday to her, their little sister. And they tell him that they basically, you know, say like, oh, you know, he always gets his such lousy gifts because I think Patty and Selma live to just berate Homer. Yeah. Like that is just their goal in life is to get Barge to leave him. Right. And they remind her about all of the bad gifts that Homer has gotten her in the past. But Marge says, no, he's out getting it right now. He's going to get something good. I believe in him. Yeah, she really, she gives him the benefit of the doubt, I think, quite often. (laughs) But she really should not. (laughs) Homer comes in and he's got a gift and he, he puts it in the closet I guess Patty and Summel come up with the idea of, well, why don't we all go out to dinner for your birthday? Right. So they all decide that they're going to go to the Singing Sirloin, which we get a look at this restaurant, and it, the waiters sing to you. I don't know how much of, like, a novelty this was at the time. Like, I now I think there's a lot of restaurants. I, th- I hope that they've cut back on this. I never liked when the waiters would sing. I would, like kill your mom if you guys would be like oh it's his birthday i hated it yeah but you just tell them that you don't want them to sing and then they don't they just bring you your cake or your ice cream and that's then you're good to go you do you do love getting that cake or ice cream it's free and it's delicious well last year you got that uh because we went to a mexican restaurant for you last year and you got that Whatever that, um, oh, it was it good. It was like it. that. It was like toasted yeah. and it had some ice cream. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I don't know how much of a, of a novelty it was though in 1990 to have a place like this, or if it was just like, cause you go table to table and it is the waiters are singing songs for different occasions. Which it's I think now it is obnoxious in this whole restaurant <laughs> too, by the you way. You need, this is a COVID proof restaurant because the the tables need to be at least six feet apart oh, just least. so you can hear the waiters <laughs> singing your song but they're um, all different types of events happening yeah there's the an a- anniversary going on mm-hmm. i don't know the song i can do it for you now but i think it's a real song so i don't it's like when we did on the we danced on the night we were wet i think is the line that you hear from it i don't remember what kind of like it's from it's like a song probably from the 30s or 40s probably. like it's an old ass song right and then i don't know i don't know who does this song but it's like somebody's there gonna have a baby so like the song is i don't know if they just happen to go there so like they just decided to sing for them but like it's you're having my baby I think is what they say. And I don't know what song that is. I should have looked that one up. I'm looking it up now. That's it. Go ahead. Look it up. It's a Paul Paul Anka Anka song. Yeah. So again, like some old ass. When they sang on Glee, I remember that song. It just popped up in the stupid thing. (laughs) Are we adding Glee to the list? I don't. Should we? I mean, maybe future seasons. Folks at home, let us know who should add Glee to the list. I feel like that show falls off real fucking hard, but we could yeah, we could we try. Got, yeah, and we got like some bad shit that happens to a couple of the characters. And... We've got, I mean, again, like Three like I like like, we, like we've said, our list is so long that we will do this forever, and we are okay with that. So maybe at some point you'll get a Glee episode. So anyway, then it pans over and you get the Simpsons celebrating Marge's birthday. No, no, you missed one. There was a funeral. what's being sung at the funeral i don't know but there was a few there was like a like they were all very solemn you're right you're right yes there (laughs) is definitely a funeral (laughs) we learned that marge is turning 34 which you want to talk about making at least your your podcast hosts feel old Marge is turning 34 in this episode. I would say that Marge and Homer definitely do not act like... Because I think eventually they establish that Homer's 37. So that means that Marge in later episodes is also probably 37 because they're the same age. Yeah, I thought so. And not that that makes it any better or worse, but that would also mean that 
Marge and Homer had Bart when they were 24, which I don't think is a true. I don't think either earlier. Right, because they start dating in high school and then they have um I don't know how much well, after yeah. that, but yeah, I mean I now it's just a longer. It must have been not too long after that. I wouldn't have thought so, but that would make Marge even younger, which is crazy because she does not act like somebody in her twenties. No, so at least she's at least thirty four. But I, I feel like they always make Homer and Marge act like they're almost forty years old, and maybe it's a thing where. The writers at the time were in their 20s and 30s, and if they were writing for parents of 10-year-olds, they'd age them up in the writing, Mm -hmm. but not think about the age at the time. Because I think that Homer and Barge, I think that we we, we can have a thing on this show where we do a little bit of headcanon. In my headcanon for Homer and Marge, they are in their late 30s. Yeah. And they just happened to date a long time and never really did anything before Bart came along. See, that's where it's hard for me to say that because, yeah, it feels like they are late 30s, early 40s, right? But then when I, whenever I think about them having, I guess it was, it was after college because they went to college. No. No? Neither of them went to college. No, we learned that later on. That's true. Remember? Well, I... It must have been during those early years then, like, they would have gone to college. Like, right after high school, they they had graduated, you know, they're, they're doing stuff. And then, oops, Bart, right? <laughs> but <laughs> I guess that's why the oops, Bart thing to me is, like, I feel like they if, would be younger because of the, right. because he's an oops. But I guess that's so not just, true. You could have an oops anytime. It floats around, <laughs> but, yeah. So I guess, again, they've been the same age for 30. I mean, Marge and Homer graduated high school in the 70s. So it floats around quite a bit <laughs> because that episode where they where they met in the 90s is not canon. That's a shit episode. And anyone that tells you that that is new canon or that exists is is wrong. They are vehemently wrong. Yeah, they're they're totally wrong. Yeah, none of that is so, none of that is canon. None of it. Yeah. So I guess the timeline really doesn't make any sense. But that's the Simpsons and it doesn't have to. You can overlook it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Bart gets worried that Marge hasn't put on, doesn't want to put on any of the perfume. Lisa and Bart start to kind of do like a little like brother sister thing where it's like, like mom likes my gift better. Right. And <laughs> I thought Marge did a pretty good job of making him feel okay. Yeah. She, she she did do the mom thing. She's saving it for a special occasion, and Bart's like, "Isn't this a special occasion?" And <laughs> Marge is like, "Well, if I." Did it if now? I made it any more special? <laughs> like, yeah, it would ruin of... it. Right. And then we get the moment where Homer calls over the singers, and he brings out the bowling ball. And not only does he bring does the bowling ball fall out of the box that it's in, it falls out on the cake. Yep. So it ruins the cake. Yep. And everyone is shocked. Bart, Lisa, Maggie are shocked by this. Marge is pissed off. Oh, yeah, she's instantly pissed. Patty and Selma are just like, yep, yeah, we knew it. Told, like, told you so, yeah. But Marge is mad because she's like, I've never bowled in my life. And Homer, because clearly he thought of this for himself, because the holes are for his hand. Yep. Custom it's, made for his hand. He's got the name Homer written on it. Engraved, not Marge, Homer. <laughs> nope. Marge, or yeah, Homer, on the ball, just engraved Homer with custom-made fingers. Custom weight, weight too, probably for him as well. Yeah. Homer says, well, if you're not going to use it, I know somebody that will. And it's, like, unbelievable. Yeah, you're that... so selfish. That is, like, the, the, the worst selfish thing you could do. Well, I don't know about the worst, but it's pretty bad. Well, it's bad, though. It's very selfish. No, it's bad. It's like it's you're bad. buying it's someone a gift, but you're not really buying it for them. You're buying it for yourself because you know that they're not going to use it. Yeah, That's exactly. very selfish. Absolutely. So a little bit of uh, what, what the kids have called dubbed jerk-ass Homer here. While they're going to bed, Homer tries to defend getting Marge the ball. She is not having it. She is pissed at him. Oh, yeah. And she tells Homer she's going to use it. And that pretty much prompts Homer to give up. Because he's like, but you've never even gone bowling. Like, and it's like, oh, he... really? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it makes him literally put his foot in his mouth by saying what she has been saying this whole time. 
Right. And it just backfires. So now Marge goes to the bowling alley and I love how she asks the guy, where can I go? And she's like, oh, I don't need a lane. I'm just here out of spite. Like, <laughs> she just wants to throw it. Yeah. This guy's like, well, you're going to need shoes. So we find out that she has 13 AA shoes. That's a, which that's apparently a big is, foot. She's got some big feet. Well, because uh, I, she... I wear like a size eight and a half, nine. And she Just... has a pair of 13s on her. I mean, that's that seems kind of big. That's Sideshow Bob big. <laughs> Almost. But like, it doesn't even make any sense because like the drawing of her, she doesn't have big feet. She's got like these little feet. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't feet. have big feet. And she tries to bowl, which is basically her just hurling the ball as hard as she can at the pins. Yep. And she can get that one pin pretty well. Yes, with both hands. (laughs) And she hurls the ball down, but she observes next to her, or a couple lanes down, she watches this man basically hustle. I thought he was, like, hustling this other guy. Was he hustling him? I feel like it, because, like, I mean... He's trying to show off for all of the all those hot women that go oh, to yeah, the bowling the, the alley. Bowling ladies. Yeah, the, all the oh my god! You want to get in on some action, folks? Go to your local bowling alley. That is where the single ladies hang out. <laughs> Which I guess I mean that's probably part of the joke is that it's all happening at the bowling alley because he's hustling this guy and he's getting strike after strike. And he turns his attention toward Marge and he kind of walks over to like offer bowling lessons to her. Right. And he's bowling like, Bowling lessons. Uh, yes, but he, he does a little bit of like, oh, you know, Homa, I can't do a French accent today for some, re- for some reason, but <laughs> I, I'm trying to do the, I'm trying to do the Albert Brooks. Oh, no, 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 that's true. He, he, said, he first goes, Homa. Because he doesn't yes. know what her name is. Because yes. she was trying to read his her ball. I'm, I'm awfully sorry. Entirely my fault. It is nice to meet you, Homer. Oh no, no, Homer's my ball's name. I'm Marge. <laughs> Your fingers are so slender, so feminine. The thought you tapered for the ball you're using, you need something lighter, more delicate. Here, use my ball. Mm, no, no, thank you, Mr. Um, Brunswick. Call me Jacques. Jacques. March. Yeah, I, that's what she calls him, Mr. Uh, Brunswick, because yeah. Brunswick <laughs> is a type of ball. And he goes, call me Jacques. Jacques. He rubs her fingers. A little bit. There's a lot of inappropriate touching in this episode. Well, he like puts her fingers over the fan. Isn't that what it is? Or does he? A little later on in the montage, she does. Yeah, it's very. He he says something about her delicate fingers in this. Yeah, and delicate fingers. Yeah, it's something like that. He does have the line. Many, many people have attachments to heavy, clumsy things, such as this Homer of yours, which is obviously a a metaphor metaphor to actual homer because he is a heavy clumsy thing so there's a some improv here he tells her to throw damn you <laughs> and she throws oh, yeah, and it knocks down it knocks down all the pins well he moves her first so like it that's was like, right it was like show me how you bowl she bowls right she throws it down the, the lane it hits the one pin and then he like observes her and then like just turns her and like pushes her a little bit to the side and then tells her to <laughs> throw it again <laughs> And that's when she hits all of the pins. And he uh, offers her lessons for 20 It's $25 a lesson. But it's a $40 value. <laughs> and, uh, so it wasn't too expensive. You know. 25 bucks. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, per lesson? Yeah, yeah maybe. Like one, I don't once know. Once a week, and it's like 100 bucks a month. Yeah. I guess it depends on how, how long the lessons are. but Which means that because Marge is doing this... Homer needs to take care of the kids at home. And mm-hmm. that means that Homer has bought pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which makes sense. I mean, we had nights. Mom worked some nights when we were kids. Yep. And that was the one night of the week was always pizza night. Because Dad, well, I mean, Dad wouldn't always order a pizza, but it just became tradition that, like, we would have a pizza. That's true. We would have pizza. Or he would always make, like, mac and cheese and hot dogs, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were definitely those meals 
I think dad was probably capable of making different meals, but we were like, no, these are dad meals. Yeah, like, these, that's these what you're making. Meals. This is what dad makes. <laughs> and that's what we always wanted whenever he's cooking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There were like three different things that it was like, no, that's what dad's making. <laughs> but it is a very dad thing. It is a dad thing. Yeah. You're making pizza. You're making eggs. <laughs> you're making macaroni and cheese. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Yeah. Period. Pork rinds and a salad. But there is, but I thought it was kind of cute. I, I thought, well, yes, we'll talk about that. Yes. Our dad's, our dad's Homer is, um, our dad made, our dad's version of making that rice cake with everything on it. Or like Homer's space waffles is definitely, they're there as well. We'll get into that when we get there. But I thought this was kind of a nice little scene. It's a cute little scene. Everyone helps Maggie get to sleep and. Right. Marge comes home and tells Homer she's going to go bowling again the next day. And he gets kind of worried for some reason. I guess because he he thinks, like, Marge has got a hobby now. Right. Because there's no reason for him to really worry. Um, As far as he knows. Yeah, she thinks she'll do better next time. And he doesn't mind taking care of the kids. I do like the line that Homer has where... He's kind of like, I get to spend time with you now, with you, with you kids now. And mm-hmm. then they like sit there and there's like a beat and he goes, does the time always go this slow? <laughs> or does the time always go by this slowly? <laughs> so Jock got Marge a bowling glove with her name on it. Mm-hmm. And I mean that, and, and because of what just happened, that gives Marge, makes Marge, you know, a little, uh, little, little feel in it now because... This is somebody that has gotten something deliberately for her. Right. Gotten him, gotten her a gift. And that is something that Homer just doesn't do. Yeah, right. it's special. So she feels happy about that, satisfied, like a little appreciated, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I, even though it's very obvious what Jock is trying to do. I don't think Marge understands it quite yet that he's trying to get in her pants. Even though she doesn't wear pants, she wears a dress. But you, you know what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if... I think she's somewhat aware of it. I don't think she's completely oblivious to Jacques' advances. I think that she just... She thinks that she can kind of hold it off or, like, make him reel it in when she needs to. But she's just in kind of enjoying the... Having someone appreciate her. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So if she can keep him at arm's length, she gets to have that appreciation. I think that's yeah. kind of how she's seeing it. I think she may know that eh, there's feelings there. Jacques probably has, like, why else would he be coming after her type of thing. But I don't think she's that naive. <laughs> I don't know. I think she's I think she's more naive than you're you're saying i think i think it's a little more innocent on her part okay all right but but i but i hear you no i i do think i do think that she is definitely enjoying being appreciated right she's enjoying the attention this is then where jock teaches marge about the smoothness of the floor first you must get to know your lane feel the slickness feel the set on a finish caress it experience it Quite smooth, isn't it, Marge? Oh, very smooth. Smooth? Yes, very. Yes? Yes. Yes. Smooth? Smooth? Yes. Yes. You could eat off of it. Hmm. You hungry? Yes. Four onion rings! I love the shout, four onion rings, because two is just not enough. But I just love the idea that, like, he's such a player because he ordered... I think he thinks he's a player because he didn't just get two onion rings, he got four orders Mm. of onion rings. (laughs) So, like... Stick with me, Marge. I got the I got the big time. Get you all those. <laughs> but then we get a montage of him again, like messing with her hands a lot. It's a yes. lot of hand touching. Yep. <laughs> I do love the part in the montage where he dips her hand in the like the ranch yes, dressing like, for it, the it, yep. mm-hmm. He's like, got to teach your, her how to do it. Put your hands right? here. Put your hands. You here. have to get the right Dip amount here. of ranch dressing. <laughs> yes, that's right, Marge. Dip your hand in the ranch dressing. Ooh, that sounds so gross. Oh yes. Stop. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Do you um, think it is actually ranch dressing? What else would it be? Sour know, cream? I don't know. It could be. It could be something else. We're very gross. We're very. No, I'm not saying that. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm saying. What we're are you ve- thinking? I don't know. Like it could be like like a Thousand Island thing. You know, they have like the special onion ring sauce, dipping sauce. I don't know. 
Never mind. It's it's just some it's it. some kind of it's some Go kind on. of dipping move sauce. On. Just fucking move on. Ass. I'm gonna I'm gonna look I'm gonna look this up though. Where I think I I think I like I use ranch on everything type of thing. What are you mm-hmm. looking up? Are you are you reading like what they're eating? I think it's probably like a ranch because of the fact that it's white. I suppose. So it's that or mayonnaise. Blue cheese. Could be a blue cheese. You're right. It could be a bunch of different. It could be a bunch of different sauces. Why would you just dip something in mayonnaise? That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's mayonnaise. So it's oh, like okay. ranch or I guess blue cheese. It's something of that effect. Okay. All right. Well, just ignore there. me. I, <laughs> I just. Yeah. He's touching your fingers. A lot of weird stuff is going on here. And then he drives her home, and he says he wants to meet her for brunch, which I guess in 1990. Nobody knew what brunch was. And I think <laughs> so. Because. It's a hipster thing. Nowadays, everybody knows what brunch is. Right. But he goes, it is not quite breakfast. This is not quite lunch. Not at Barney's Borderama, away from the thunderous folly of clattering pins. Meet me tomorrow for brunch. What's brunch? You'd love it. It's not quite breakfast. It's not quite lunch, but it comes with a slice of cantaloupe at the end. You don't get completely what you would at breakfast, but you get a good meal. I don't think so. Marge, darling. But you get a slice of cantaloupe at the end, and you get a good meal. <laughs> a slice of cantaloupe at the end is so weird. <laughs> yeah, because brunch is now an institution in the United States of America, but I guess in 1990 it needed to be explained. But she, surprisingly to me, agrees to it. Again, now I think she's... Dipping her toes a little bit more on the on the side of like what are you doing? Herself, yeah, yeah, yeah. Homer wants to say something to her, but he can't think of what to say, so he just says nothing. And the next morning, Marge gives, which is kind of sad, but at the same time, it's just like, ugh, this whole thing uncomfortable is because it's Homer's <laughs> fault, right? Yeah. So the next morning, Marge gets a ton of stuff for the kids' lunches. She gives her big bags like baguettes and a toys and yeah which is odd i guess it's just because she's worried that something may be coming she's overcompensating like lisa thinks that she feels guilty about something so and lisa asks her like are you going bowling again and she's like yep and so like lisa think lisa is putting two to two and two together like bowling is a it's also a metaphor right and (laughs) she tells bart that she's worried that their marriage is falling apart and tells Bart that they're going through the stages of grief here. And Bart gets angry at her because, of course, That's he's like, no, we're not. Well, we're not. Like, he doesn't want to hear it. Right. He's in denial. Right. And I think that this is probably where a lot of the, I think that this is a lot, probably where the Emmy people liked it because it's super serious stuff to be putting into your wacky cartoon. Exactly. That's yellow true. skinned characters. <laughs> And then we get Homer and Marge, or Homer and Marge, we get Jock and Marge at brunch. And he asks Marge if, if she wants a mimosa. And again, we get a, oh, please don't call me that. I'm a married woman. So like Marge <laughs> doesn't even know what a mimosa is, which again, you tell me which if in 1990, weird. was that just not a thing? I don't know. Mimosas. It's just a sparkling alcoholic drink with orange juice or sometimes I mean, juice in it so it's just like american dad american dad's version of good morning america is called morning mimosa it's like <laughs> like that's how much it is a thing like right. it would be a brunch drink and a lot of the times they would always say like oh a mimosa for like the bride and the, her wedding party so it's just like weird that that's wasn't a thing or or Maybe she's not. just so oblivious to it right but Marge is nervous because she's there with another man. She does not feel comfortable. Yeah, you can really. tell. And while they're having brunch, Helen Lovejoy shows up. So we find out, we get the first introduction of Helen Lovejoy, who is the minister's wife. She's the, And she says, she even says, I'm the gossipy minister's wife. Yeah, I'm the gossipy minister, like minister's wife. It's like, oh, geez. Yeah, um, you, you know your, your place. And she's getting ready to basically spread this rumor about oh, absolutely. the fact that Marge is there with some other guy. Jacques, though, quick thinking, because he's a player who's used to oh, these absolutely. situations, comes up with the idea of like, no, I'm teaching her bowling. And starts taking like the salt and, and pepper and like pretending it's bowling. And, and Helen yeah, right, like, like, oh, this is the seven, up, like, this is the ten. And then what would you do? <laughs> yeah. 
So this is where Jack goes way over the line because Jack asks her to meet him at his apartment. Yeah. And she He's pushing faints. it. She faints and we get a stylized dream sequence and Marge is dancing with him in what she thinks will, would be this like glorious apartment and yeah it's very glamorous a, yeah she's in a gown and he's in like a, in a tuxedo i did like the style of this i do like when they go into these like dream sequences they change oh, the, the coloring style. yeah and the coloring yeah. like there's a bunch of like oranges in this and some blues and it looks very artistic yes it's definitely it's definitely stylistic it's definitely like something where i don't know if they do this nowadays or not but like it feels ambitious is it the does. best way to describe it. But there is a joke where Marge says, in the dream, where Marge says, oh, you certainly have a lot of bowling trophies. And Jack says, those aren't for bowling. They're for lovemaking. <laughs> in the commentary, they say the original joke there was, those aren't bowling pins. You can figure it out from there. Odd. What like a... they were their penises. <laughs> Did you really have to say it? <laughs> I just for the people that didn't get it yet. It's still weird um, though. Why would he just have a bunch of penises? But I guess they couldn't. They couldn't keep that line because even though a bowling pin doesn't look exactly like that, they thought that the like the censors were like, uh, too much. It's too close to like too much. You know, too much. <laughs> I thought this whole sequence seemed like a proto Big Lebowski dream. I don't know if you've ever seen the Big Lebowski, Rachel. Oh, but add that to the list. the whole thing. Okay. But yeah, there is a dream in that involving bowling that is similar. But she wakes up from fainting and she agrees to meet him at his apartment. Right. Which is very... I, it's disappointing. I, I'm disappointed. I am, but again, it's like Marge feels appreciated for the first time. I do wonder, like, is she really... Would she really... I don't know. I don't really know. I don't condone it. it. I don't condone yeah. it. I'm against it. 100%. <laughs> I think that what she's doing is wrong, but... Uh, and she should, Homer she, finds... should set, she should set his place and end it, but that's my, that's my opinion. <laughs> Homer finds the glove. The glove. In, like, at Marge's dresser. boudoir? Dresser? dresser. <laughs> Whatever ever you call that. I don't know why. I don't think it's a boudoir. I think it's just a dresser. The, Calm down. <laughs> the boudoir becomes the voluptuary. Her dresser. He's like depressed. He's just despondent. And Bart, I think realizing that he he wants to cheer Homer up here, asks Homer to play catch. And Homer's like, I don't even know if I can lift my head. What? So that's where he just throws it. <laughs> just yeah. So so like Bart is trying, and he just throws it. <laughs> And it just hits Homer's head and Homer just falls down and, and, then and Bart's like, lays there. he didn't even say ouch. And Homer's like, oh, sorry. Ouch. <laughs> it's very sad. Bart gets scared. Bart's oh, like in yeah. a panic now and tries to get Lisa's help. Uh, but Lisa's like, sorry, I'm on a self-pity. I can't help you. So th this is like affecting the whole family now. And Absolutely. The next day, Marge is making the kids lunches and Homer tells her... Because he, he just can't figure out a way to express his feelings. So he tells her how much he likes her sandwiches. And he makes the best peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And the jelly stays inside the sandwich. And he, he clearly cannot come up with like the right way to do it. But he, real, but he tells her that you shouldn't keep your feelings bottled up. I, I mean, I think that he's basically trying to tell her, like, if you are really mad at me if you really you can talk to me like we can let's try to work this out yeah but he leaves and then we get this jock moment at his apartment so you find out that jock really isn't that much of a player he's in just this regular old little apartment building right and he's like psyching himself up in front of the mirror <laughs> um he's going to strike out tonight which it would uh, be a bad thing he had, he yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Like, I understand that it's a strike is good in bowling, but when you say strike out, that's that's baseball, and that's bad. Yeah, you should have said he's going to get a turkey wrong. or something. 
He does get one thing right about that speech. Yeah, I'm going to get a turkey tonight. I do like that he gets the phrase wrong and then that ends up happening to him. Oh, absolutely. I did also like the part where he talks about the be- the greatest moment is the moment of anticipation. Because again, that is our thesis. That about, is your uh, thing. Yeah, you are, yeah, you are all thing. about that anticipation. Wait for that anticipation. <laughs> Homer can't eat the sandwich because it's the only thing he has left of Marge. And That's so he... really sad. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Marge is on her way to see Jock. I do want to know where Maggie is during this time, but with Grandpa, maybe like where know. is Maggie? Um, I mean, we did see her earlier when they were like when Homer was putting her to bed. Did she, they yeah, just never get like, her out of the bed? <laughs> but like Marge is going to take Maggie to Jock's oh, no. apartment, right? Yeah, so um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Grandpa has her. Maybe he's babysitting or something. So on the way to Jack's apartment, she sees a bunch of couples. There's like clearly this is very Schwartzwaldery, I think, because you see like a young couple, and then you see like an older a couple, couple with kids, and then yes, an older couple, a family. and then it, and then it goes even one beyond that because then it goes to the Graveyard. the skeletons. Oh yeah, the skeletons. That's the what skeletons it is. holding hands. And she goes to a fork in the road, and, and the one way is to the nuclear power plant, and the other way would be to Jacques' apartment. And she starts and she, heading to Jacques. She can't choose which way to go. But then she um, backs up. And we cut to Homer, sadly, fiddling around with some nuclear Plutonium. reactor stuff. <laughs> and this is a direct, and the score is the same thing, uh, a direct reference, like beat for beat, to the movie Officer and a Gentleman. This is a movie from the 80s where this, where I think it's Richard Gere is the Richard officer. Gere, like everything. Richard Gere is, is the titular officer and a gentleman. And at the, at the very end, he walks into this like factory where Deborah Winger is like a welder or something like that. He basically carries her out. He decides to take her at the end. It's a romance movie i don't know if we'll have that one on the list or not but i'm sure eventually i've never seen it (laughs) i've never seen it either but it's a direct parody of that moment to even like the people like applauding and stuff and the music is directly from it and but the whole thing is is that marge walks in to the nuclear power plant yes yes and finds homer marge shows homer like marge is always going to choose homer she carries or he carries her out which like in Officer and a Gentleman, like, he carries her out. It would have been funnier if she carried him out. Yeah, like, okay. she showed up. <laughs> it might have been too goofy, though. Probably. A little um, too, too goofy. And But she does put uh, his hard hat on, and then... Yes, yes. And Homer joyfully says, March! What a lovely surprise! You're here to see me, right? Of course! Tell him I'm going to the back seat of my car with a woman I love, and I won't be back for ten minutes. Because somebody asked, like, what do I tell the boss? I think it might be even Lenny. And and Homer goes, tell him I'm going to the back seat of my car. And I, with my wife, and I won't be back for 10 minutes. Like... <laughs> Very adult joke. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think Jock ever returns. I don't think so. We don't but, even see, uh, like, his disappointment of her not showing up. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, I can Just get into it. Completely take him out of the damn show. Yeah, he's gone. So that is the end of life on the fast lane. Rachel, what did you think of the episode? Uh, it's fine. It's 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 an okay episode. I I would put this lower on my list, honestly, for for the season. It's just kind of one of those things where it's just like, oh, okay, they had to have this like uh, thing happen between Homer and Marge, and she's doing something racy, and I'm just like, eh, <laughs> about it. I guess. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I'll say this. I think it. I think it's a well-written episode. Oh yeah, it's I absolutely think, well-written. I think that the character of Jacques is funny. I think Albert Brooks makes him very funny. I think his lines are very funny. Mm-hmm. I think all that's very good. I don't but, like how big of a jerk Homer is. <laughs> well, I. But think I guess my that's like. With I it, guess that's just like part of the story. I mean, you're not supposed to like that he's a giant jerk and and everything, but. I'll expand on this more when we get to our next episode, because I think between this and, and Homer's Night Out, I think that mm. there is, I think that they're part one and part two almost. Yeah, they kind of and, are part one and part two of like the same. Yeah, and I feel like it's weird because of how serious the subject matter is here. I'm glad that we had something focused on Marge. But I, it's so crazy that like Marge almost has an affair. Yes. Like it's just so bizarre to me that that it just feels they... weird it feels wrong but i think at the end of the day like, the whole idea is that no matter how bad homer is marge is such a good person that no temptation is going to ultimately pull her away because she is a good enough person that she will stay with homer yeah but part of my problem with the episode and why Homer never I really redeems it. himself though either. So it's like exactly. why, why? Yeah. So it's like why does she? There's no nothing. Homer doesn't redeem himself. No. And Jock gets no comeuppance. Right. And those two points bug me about this one. This, I think that's exactly what's what my problem is. Then I don't feel like it wrapped up properly. Like right. Yeah. I get it. No matter what the Simpsons turned into the Emmys, they were going to win it this year but uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't sit well doesn't sit very well watching it back but there are some good bits in it i definitely wouldn't be like skip this one no. like so you know i did say like oh well we'll have to we'll skip an episode here or there throughout our, our journey through springfield and rachel was like no we're doing all of them <laughs> so that's so so that is we are doing all of them no matter what well um, no not that i would there's kind of not that I would say that skip like, this. Well. Like, yeah, I mean, I do think this one is good. It just it it doesn't have it. It's not satisfying. It's not satisfying. No, it it just doesn't it doesn't sit right. And I think that's but, that's my whole problem with it. I think Homer ultimately learns his lesson, and if you put the two episodes together, I think it works out better. And we'll get to that when we come back with the next episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> 